Welcome to Season 3 of the Jesus, Joy, and Java Podcast. I am your host, Patty Nava. In this first series of 2023, we are learning to dress for success by equipping ourselves for battle with the armor of God in order to fight against the invisible enemy which comes at us every day. So who's ready for battle? Grab your Sword of the Spirit and your Java and let's go! Welcome to part one of a six-part series on the armor of God. I hope that by now you've all had a chance to listen to last week's introductory episode. If not, then I highly recommend you go back and you listen to it so that you get a better understanding of what this series is all about. My prayer is that in the next six weeks, we will become more aware and be more prepared for the spiritual warfare and conflicts which may come our way. We all know that this invisible enemy is roaming around us every day, 24-7, 365 days a year. Therefore, it is important for all of us to be aware, recognize the enemy's tactics, and be ready and equipped for battle so that we may have victory in Christ Jesus. Amen? Paul warns us about this invisible enemy in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. So for this series on the armor of God, we will be focusing on Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18. But as always, before any Bible study, we must look at the context to get a better understanding of what was going on during this time when Paul wrote about the armor of God and why he believed it was important to instruct us, the Christ followers, to put on this full armor. Okay, so let's learn about the where, the what, and the why. Ready? When Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians, he was in a Roman prison awaiting trial under Nero. He was arrested in Jerusalem after having completed a three-year missionary journey. He had lived in Ephesus before his journey and heard about a conflict having to do with the Ephesians. Paul heard that Jewish believers were making the Gentile believers feel like they were second-class citizens in the kingdom of Christ, and he wanted to address the problem and what they could do about it. So before addressing this issue, Paul wrote the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians in which he establishes the identity of the believer. He doesn't actually address the conflict until he gets to the last three chapters. So this is where he addresses the spiritual battle that's going on around us. Paul acknowledges that the spiritual forces of evil exist in our world. He encourages us to be equipped and reminds us that we have all of these pieces of armor available to us. So he encourages us to stand firm and to fight the evil one by putting on all of the six pieces of armor. Now, before we go into chapter 6 of Ephesians, there are a few things I'd like us to keep in mind. The first three pieces of armor that Paul is talking about here are pieces that a soldier was to always have on. They were the belt, the breastplate, and the sandals. Now, the last three pieces we are to pick up for our protection. 
We are to take up the shield. We are to take up the helmet and take up the sword. So during the next six weeks, I also want us to think about any situation or situations in our lives where we may be experiencing any opposition. So let's keep this in mind while we explore the full armor of God. So now let's learn about the first piece, which is the belt of truth. In Ephesians 6.14, Paul says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Why is the belt of truth the first piece of armor mentioned? It was not a weapon. Well, maybe my parents would disagree with that. <laughs> it only makes sense that the belt of truth would be the first piece because without God's truth, there would only be lies, the lies of the enemy. The belt of truth, which is God's truth, can keep us from listening to the enemy's lies. In John 8:44, we are told that he is the father of lies and that there is no truth in him. It is also important to know that the belt of truth was the first piece of armor the soldiers put on and they did not remove it until the battle was over because it held all of the other pieces of the armor in place. Now I'd like to read something from J. Vernon McGee where he describes the belt of truth in a very comical way. Now I'm not going to impersonate him because I can't, but try to imagine J. Vernon McGee saying the following. Having your loins girt about with truth, in the ancient garment of the day, the girdle about the loins held in place every part of the uniform of the soldier. It was essential. To tell you the truth, if the girdle was lost, you lost everything. The garments would fly open and the pants would fall down. We see this routine in comedies, and the people laugh to see a man trying to run or fight with his trousers drooping down. It all looks funny in a comedy routine, but it's not funny in battle. A great battle in the past, we are told, was won by a clever general who told his men to cut the belts of their enemy while they were sleeping. The next morning, the enemy troops were so busy holding up their trousers that they weren't able to shoot the guns and therefore they lost the battle. We are told to be girded with truth in the face of the enemy, truth that is which holds everything together. What is truth? It is the Word of God. There are so many scriptures which warn us about the enemy's schemes. Let's take a look at a few of them. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, Paul tells us, The God, with a small g, of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So what Paul is saying here is that the truth of the gospel, the good news about Jesus, is veiled from those who are perishing. This glory is revealed to humanity in Christ, but the veil is only removed from those who turn to the Lord. As it says in 2 Corinthians 3.16, then they can see God's glory. Those who resist will be made unable to see the truth. In Genesis 3.1, we read, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast on the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? 
Here we see that the serpent, or the enemy, uses craftiness in order to ruin mankind. He caused Eve to doubt God. Don't we see this still happening today? If we don't have our belt of truth secured, we can only fall for the enemy's crafty schemes and lies. Okay, one more verse. Let's take a look at 1 John 5.19. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Here John notes that Satan has spiritual control over the entire world. Jesus prayed to the Father to keep believers from Satan. We, the followers of Christ, must put on the armor of God to protect ourselves from the lies of the enemy. We must also be confident that God will guard us against him because we are from God. Ephesians 6.14 says, Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now I want to talk about this first part for a minute. When I read this, I think of someone wearing like a support belt. Perhaps it's because I see patients with back problems every day and I notice that so many of them are wearing a back brace or support to stand straight because they have suffered an injury to their mid or low back. This back brace also helps strengthen their core and to improve their balance while they're in recovery from surgery. Now, put this in the context of the armor of God and think about standing firmly on the truth of God. Make His truth the very core of your existence. Allow His truth to be the foundation of every aspect of your life. Allow Him to be the foundation of your home, your marriage, your children, your career, and your ministry. Stand firm in the confidence that you have in His truth so that we can face any challenge. Do not show weakness and never ever remove the belt of truth or the enemy will find a way to distract you and make you lose your balance when you're under pressure. So are you standing firm? If you're going to go into battle without any armor, you will be an easy target for the enemy and fall for the enemy's lies instead of being protected by God's truth. So now that we've talked about the enemy's lies and his schemes, let's talk about the truth. How does Paul correlate truth to the belt? In Isaiah 11:5, we read, Righteousness will be the belt around his hip and truthfulness the belt around his waist. As believers, we must stand firm on the truth of God's word and always tell the truth in love. It says this in Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And in Ephesians 4.25, it says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. When we're not being truthful with one another and we're trying to cover up a lie with another lie or telling those little so-called white lies, the enemy will discover our vulnerability. That is why the belt of truth is to never be taken off. So wouldn't you agree that when we don't live in truth, we live in the unknown, right? So how can we discern the truth when we don't know the truth? How do we learn the truth? Well, by reading and studying God's word daily. As it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself 
to God as one approved, as a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. When we struggle in our spiritual walk, it's probably because we're not reading and studying the Bible. As I mentioned in last week's episode, the enemy will do whatever he can to distract us and destroy us. Sometimes he uses others, such as our spouse, our children, our boss, co-workers, to deceive us. Therefore, we must create a battle plan. The enemy will try to convince us that we're not worthy of God, that nobody loves us, that we're a failure, or that God has not forgiven us. But we must be able to have discernment when these attacks come from the enemy. In one of the previous episodes, I believe it was in season two, I shared a passage from Matthew 4, 1 through 22, where Satan is trying to trick Jesus while he's out in the wilderness fasting for 40 days. Satan tried to twist scripture, but Jesus repeatedly said, it is written. You see, this is how we are to fight back. This is our battle plan, to fight back with the truth. We must be prepared with scripture. Let's make it our goal this year to learn scripture so the enemy may flee from us when he tries to come at us. So let's go over this plan. How would you reply if someone, aka the invisible enemy, comes at us and says, nobody loves you? Our reply would be Romans 8.29, Nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, what about if the enemy comes at you with, You're nothing but a sinner. We can reply with 1 John 1, 9. It says, If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive my sins. So, sweet sisters, let's keep that belt of truth on at all times. Let's continually pray, read, and study his word. Let's always speak his truth. As we are instructed in Ephesians 4.15, speak his truth in love. By memorizing scripture, even one new verse a week, we will begin to be better equipped and prepared for when the invisible enemy attacks. In order to help us become better equipped, I have recorded the 31 Proverbs. I recommend that you start each month with Proverb 1 and read one a day all the way through the end of the month. I will also be providing a new memory verse each week. This week's memory verse is from 1 Peter 5.8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I suggest that you write this verse down on a sticky note, put it on your bathroom mirror, read it while you're getting ready in the mornings, then try saying it without having to read it, and once you've memorized it, you will have a weapon to fight the enemy's lies. This concludes part one of this six-week series on the armor of God. I hope that it has been an encouraging episode for you and that you will return next week to learn about the second piece of armor the breastplate of righteousness. If you would like to do a more in-depth study on the armor of God, I highly recommend a study guide and video series by Priscilla Shire. 
This was the book we used in a women's Bible study class that I took a few years ago at Calvary Chapel. Each video in the series goes along with each chapter of the book. You'll love the way that Priscilla breaks down each piece of the armor and explains how we can use this armor in our everyday lives. I'm including the link of the book and the videos in the show notes and also in the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus Joy and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's Word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week. Thank you.